Hey everybody, welcome to Raven's House of Horror. I'm Raven, here with the review on Teardrop. It's a 2022 psychological thriller, which when I first watched it, it caught my attention with the trailer. And for some reason, I thought it was a slasher, but it wound up turning into a psychological thriller. But we'll get into that real quick. Once I'm through the run through of the plot, and the cast and I'll get into how I felt about the movie and you could decide if you ever want to watch it again um, it's playing on Tubi right now and it just came out it's a new 2022 release okay the movie is called Teardrop I'll explain to you why is it called Teardrop the cast I'm gonna run down real quick Rachel Dundat she plays Josie She's basically the really pretty girl, fun chick in the movie. And you know, it wasn't no basic like, there wasn't no like bitchy character in this movie actually. Everybody was pretty nice and decent. So even though she was like the pretty fun chick, she wasn't, you know, like a bully or she wasn't, you know, the pretty girl that, you know, put people down. So that was a little refreshing to see. There wasn't no like kind of an asshole character, you know? Then we have Jeff Branson, he plays Chris, he's the teacher, he brings them along to Teardrop because he has some kind of tie to it, which I'll get into later on. And then we have Murray Gray, who plays Rebecca, she's like the, a teacher too, she goes along and accompanies them on a trip. Then we have Monroe Klein, who plays Carrie, she's one of the students. And we have Morgan Lee, who plays Taylor. She's another student. And Michael McLean, who plays Ross, another student. So basically there's four students on the trips and two teachers. So he's he's taken, Chris has taken his class. It's a, bench, it's a bunch of writers. And he's a writer. He wrote written books before. So he teaches a class at a, at a high school. You know, he's kind of prominent. He's not like super famous, but he's known but he, he still teaches classes in high school. So he, for the scene, the trip, he decides to take them to a town called Teardrop. It's like an old Western town. And it looks like it's still standing up from the 1800s, which I gather, if I had to guess. It doesn't really tell you the time and place, but you could tell it was like it had to be in the 1800s. So the movie, okay. I'm gonna start off with some stuff that happened in the movie. It starts off with, you know, flashbacks. Of back in the day, like I'm saying, I'm thinking 1800, like of a little girl that she gets bullied and she doesn't cry for some reason. And the neighborhood kids back then, you know, they call her names, you know, typical kid stuff, and they're trying to make her cry and they don't, she doesn't cry. So at some point, they start getting more violent with this little girl. And they start throwing rocks at her, scorning her and everything, and they figure and she doesn't cry. So it's like it was like a mission for these kids to make her cry, it seems like, by what I was getting from the movie. And she never cried. But they show flashbacks throughout the whole movies, you know. And even at some point in the movie, in one of the flashbacks, they show the father like kind of smothering the little girl her name is Laura Lee and she and he's like basically trying to make her cry by smothering his own daughter to the point where he kills her 
and she still didn't have a teardrop growing down her eye. Back then, they didn't know, of course, in those times, she would be diagnosed with some kind of, you know, illness here. But back then, you know, we were lucky you even lived to 25 back then. <laughs> so it flashes back to the present day and Chris brings his students along, Ross, Josie, Taylor, along with Mrs. Rebecca, one of the other teachers. And to this place called Teardrop, which he gets like, I think, flashbacks of it, which is what I'm getting from the movie. And he wants to bring them there. Like he, he visited this place before, back then. And he wanted to bring his students, like I was saying in the beginning, to this place because it's a good place. And he actually had a motive. He wanted to write a story about this place, Teardrop. And he, it's like, it's weird. Like he knows about this place, but he doesn't. So it's like creeping in his head. Like he wants to write about it and he just, just can't place it kind of. So for the senior trip, you know, they get there to Teardrop. And and begin and they go in to check in. They meet the creepy hotel clerk to check them in, and he and Chris is asking them, "Can we have five different rooms? Because there's five of them." And he's like, "There's only one room left. All five of you have to share it." But then you know he wind up having two rooms. But Chris is like, "There's nobody even here. I don't see anybody." And, and you know, the clerk is like, "Well, I don't be in my guest business, basically." So basically saying he don't know what goes on in the town. But then, you know, Chris started asking the creepy clerk about the town. And he tells them some little stories here and there, which was fascinating. And it kept them, you know, kind of creep, creeped out. But, you know, just like a lot of or mostly every other horror movie you've probably seen, people don't get nervous or creeped out by creepy stories by the locals. So, so after some, he tells some stories, you know, he tells them a story about Mr. Porter. Actually, actually that he tells them a story about the old man. He's called the old man in the, in the movie. He's, he's played by Stephen M. Porter. He's basically the hangman. Like, like he's a hangman. Like most of the people that been in the town that lived in the town, they've been hung by the hangman, and and it's, a, it's supposed to be a western type of ghost town. And at night you hear like hellhounds barking. You don't see them, but you hear them. But as the story goes on, you know the typical like look around the town. They go being nosy. They go to places where they don't belong. You know, same old, same old. And like I said, I thought for some reason, I thought it was a slasher movie, but it wound up turning into a slow burn psychological thriller type of movie. And yes, it's a B movie. I um, like to do a lot of B movies and throw in a little mix of A stream just in case, you know, some people out there likes to hear that too. But I try to build up, you know, the B movie indie community. To forward on as they settled in and walked around town and everything you know the kids get high and drunk a little bit and they start seeing things but of course chris and rebecca the teachers thinking you know they were high they were drunk so you know how the story goes the typical you was high and drunk you're seeing things it's not really there so 
um, Ross, he meets one of the, I, you could say hotel workers, if you want to call them that. Because you got to remember, these people are stuck in this time zone. And she's a, maybe like a 17-year-old girl. And she's, you know, sweeping the hallways and everything. So Ross tries to talk to her. He's attracted to her. So he tries to talk to her, acting like he wants to get a story from her. And, you know, she's um, the cleaner. She's played by Meredith Jackson. So, and the, her name is actually Alice. So he tries to talk to Alice. He's attracted to her. And she tries to warn him as much as possible, like in riddles, basically. And of course, you know, he's over there looking at her with goo-goo eyes and he's not worrying about it. He's just sitting there trying to, you know, talk to her and spend some time with her. So like I said, Alice be warning Ross. He's basically the only one that really talks to her. And he ignores everything she says, basically. Dumbfounded in love, I guess. But as that far point of the movie, I'm just going to show you my thoughts on the movie. And... So, so I gave you some of the story, but I found this movie, I found it interesting for the first, you know, 25 minutes. Then it wind up becoming, like I said, I thought it was going to be a slasher, then it turned into like a psychological thriller. So for the first 25 minutes, it kept my interest. Then, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like slow burns and I could watch some really good ones, but this one kind of kept my interest. Like I said, for 25 minutes, then I started wandering off on it. And I thought it was going to be a little bit different than what I thought it was going to be, especially and when I looked at the trailer. So it kind of lured me in, but it was kind of a little bit different than how I thought it was going to be. The kills, it wasn't really no good kills. Like they had people die, but it wasn't nothing bloody. It was like even when they did a, like a hanging or something, it was just like a cutaway. Then later on, you see them swinging. And the acting wasn't bad. I give it that, you know. Like some of these people in the movies I've seen in different, you know, legitimate, decent horror movies, the acting wasn't bad at all. So I could give them that. To me, the story was okay. You know, it dragged a little bit. Like I said, it was a slow burn. And, but like I said, another slow burn that I thought was a slasher show, it kind of fooled me. But for what it was, I thought it was decent enough to watch. Not as something you want to watch and look forward to watch. The Tooth Patrol, Tooth Patrol, I think it'll be something to watch if you had like, you know, if you're in for one of those slow burns or you're in for one of those psychological movies or you're trying to figure certain things out. It does have a little, couple of little guesses in there that makes you think like what happened. I don't want to give any spoiler away, but there's a, there are little mysteries and clues in there that then you like, oh, okay, well, I didn't see that coming. So that's a little good thing they had in the movie. Like they said, they finished filming this movie in 2022, and it just they just put it out a couple of weeks on Tubi. And like I said, it's not that bad for if you have something to watch. And it reminds me of a kind of a mix between Room 1408 with John Cusack and The Shining. I got that kind of atmosphere feeling about it and kind of and the airiness of the movie. And even with the, the um, desk clerk, you know, he was pretty creepy. He reminded me of certain things in certain horror movies, like from the 1408, you know. And Bradley Fisher, I give him credit. He played a really good creepy desk clerk. His name is Bradley Fisher. He played Clerk Denver. 
He had that really good creepy vibe, good, like nice and down. And the ending of the movie, um, I thought it could have been different and better. But, you know, as far as a psychological thriller, especially for a B-horror, it wasn't that bad. So I say give it a one-time watch if you have nothing really going on to watch. So I give this movie a basically, um, I would give it a two to maybe a straining two and a half Raven Wings. So like I said, you got to be in the mood for this type of movie. It's not horrible and it's not great. It's something if you have nothing to do on a nice rainy day, like today here is a nice rainy day. I watched it and I figured I thought it was going to be something more, but it kept my interest, like I said, throughout a little bit more than half of the movie. And at some part of the movie, I thought I was like, okay, I'm ready for this to end. But like I said, it's a good watch if you have nothing to watch and or just, you know, if you want to bullshit and have that as background movie, if you're one of those people that do that too. So I say give it a go. If not, you're not really missing anything epic. So this is a good filler movie if you have nothing to watch. So that's my review on Teardrop. And like I said, the name of the town, they if I didn't even hear me in the beginning, kind of, they named the town Teardrop because of the little girl. She couldn't cry, and it's like a you know twisted airy thing. They named the town Teardrop after that. So the movie, like I said, the creep factor was good. The airiness was there. I'll give it a watch if, you know, like I said, you have nothing else really kind of to watch, you know. But thanks for listening. And if you want to see other reviews on any movies i seen that I didn't podcast yet or just what I thought my thoughts are, you could go to my social media pages. My Instagram handle is at Raven with an S underscore horror. And my podcast page is Ravens underscore House of Horror. And my link in bios there that goes to all my other, my TikToks, my YouTube, which I will be putting up content on more and more sooner and sooner and sooner. So thanks for following. Thanks for listening. Got more to come. And like I said, I'll have some mainstream in the mix too. Some podcasts coming up. And if you have anything that you want to hear, you want to listen to, just, you know, inbox me on my Instagram or my Facebook Messenger. It's all there in my link in bios on my Instagram. That's the best place to go to find all my handles. Thanks for listening. Raven out.